1: To our Saturdays uh, edition of the Terra Scottish Football Podcast. I am Duncan Mackay, and I am joined by a still face paint clad Craig Fowler. Uh, how are you doing? Twelve hours after uh, a magnificent nil-nil draw against the English,
0: I'm doing very well, Duncan. I'm doing very well. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm really good. Like I, I was, uh, yeah. I just thought it was a good Night, a great night, and in fact, like I'm not I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself and everything like that, but it's in our hands. Uh, you know, I think I think that's something that we that is unusual for Scotland, and so it's kind of if we fuck it up, then it's on us, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was kind of yeah, looking at like the big picture, I think that was really all we kind of wanted out of, of last night was just get us something so that. We go into the final game with real hope that we could do it because it would have been the most Scottish thing ever to to lose last night and to beat Croatia on like to and, lose and last just night. still lose out
1: by goal difference, like yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah by, one, night, goal, like by one goal, by one
0: goal. Right to lose last night like three nil, and then yeah, to lose one 0 to Croatia, and then I right, go out as like the one of the worst third place teams would would just have been so typical. So it was good that now. We can all go to Tuesday knowing exactly just what needs to be done. Um, Whether we'll be able to deal with that pressure when it comes to it is a a different story. Uh, I had to to giggle when I was listening to Football Weekly when I first got up. And uh, Barry Glendennin said to and Murray, "Uh, you you won't. You won't beat Croatia. You definitely can beat Croatia, but you won't. (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's just... That just seems. I think we've just had years and years of uh, international tournaments to, to tell us that it's probably not going to happen. But at the same time, so it's a new generation, uh, and kind of with that comes new hope that things might be different. And yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, that. that and, I last, think, and
0: last night was was certainly different.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that, that that's what I keep watching the tournament. I've watched almost as many games as possible, and um, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that Scotland have better players and are probably a better team than quite a number of clubs clubs uh, teams at this tournament it's just that um teams like Sweden and Austria and Switzerland and stuff like they're really boring but they don't shoot themselves in the foot and that's kind of like and and I think that comes from um continually qualifying for, for major tournaments is that you learn that you can't make mistakes and I think that last night Aside from aside from one moment where John Stone's got a free header, that was a it was close to a a flawless performance. You know, defensively anyway, at least.
0: Yeah, but we're always going to have to have a little bit of luck going on our side because it's kind of like I mean, it's, it's I mean, there's fifty million like a, of the
1: bastards. Like, no, it's, it's
0: kind of similar to <laughs> being like a, it's it's not quite as much of a gulf, but it's kind of similar to being like a. The uh, Hearts, Hibs, or Aberdeen fan playing Celtic or Rangers, you, you know that they're going. They're going to have to miss some chances, and they're dead and nearly going. Um, I mean, twelve minutes in, you kind of thought, "God, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of looking alright, but defensively, like they, they're having a good chance but every time they go forward, and it was just it did seem like a matter of time. So by the end, it was it was almost quite strange, like especially after that start, that we didn't like over the context of the whole game. We didn't really have to ride our luck that much. It was just those kind of chances at the start, and then after that, England Look, didn't really do it. And there was that scramble that aye, stromash
1: oh, right at the end. That that uh, that I almost just, did for me.
0: Yeah, I, the fucking my heart just dropped to my arsehole when, when that was happening. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, other than that, like I, I was, it was bizarre how how kind of comfortable we were. It was funny. We were in the we went to the pub and. Uh, Myself, Chris, uh, Lee, and Tony, were all kind of doing kind of Tory's like over the top bravado kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> this is the game was going like, up, like the longer it went on, the kind of more nervous you kind of get. It's still nailed down, and it's now like 70 minutes. Like, oh no, like if it's no longer just a, la- a laugh. <laughs> it's like this, this means something now. But yeah, other than that, other than that, we were very comfortable, and it's a performance I, I certainly did not see coming.
1: Yeah, I think especially after Monday, where just too many players were just a little bit off. Yeah. Off, off colour. And then you and, to be, and you have to give Steve Carr credit for it. You I know everyone's talked about and being potentially too cautious as, as Scotland manager and stuff. He, he rings the changes, but also, crucially, I think, gives back into to some of the players like Stephen O'Donnell that were under fire. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah, un, like O'Donnell... Unbelievable. had the number. It was it was as good last night as he was. Uh, I don't. I think it's actually overstated how bad he was on on Monday. But it was certainly a, a redemptive uh, moment for him to, to go out and perform so well.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's quite a brave decision by Clark as well. I mean, you could had had we had a negative result, uh, people would have would have criticised Clark for being too too negative, basically for for playing O'Donnell in terms of the kind of attacking prowess of the team but it's a brave decision to, to stick with a player who has received so much criticism off the back of Monday's game and like you, you would know like football management's different these days where the kind of every kind of decision you make kind of gets whipped up into a frenzy by people kind of debating about it on social media so we'd have known that everybody would have hated that lineup just because he was in it <laughs> but at the same time, obviously, people were, were chuffed to see Billy Gilmore and Tierney back in the sides. But yeah, it was a brave call for Clark to play him. and like a really brave performance from Stephen O'Donnell to to come back from because he did look against the Republic. He looked really nervous as well. It wasn't just that he had a bad game; he also looked really nervous.
1: He just he and, looked like he looked like he'd been dropped in. Like he looked just out like out a fish out of water, didn't he? Really, yeah. Like, sadly,
0: and so for him to come back and prove everybody wrong. When He you, you must know himself. He's an intelligent guy. He'll know that everybody's crucifying him for Monday's performance. He's going against tougher opposition. It's, it's a game that means more to people. Like There's so much pressure that was on him last night and to, to come through with that type of performance and to show that kind of determination to prove people wrong. I mean, you can't praise him enough. It just excellent.
1: Was it, I was going to say going through the lineups, uh, on, on Scotland's side, were you, were you happy when you saw the team come out, or were you uh, ner- well, again, I think everyone can say they were nervous about everything involved in this game, so that, that, that's probably not worth talking about. But did, did, if you were, was, was is that the team you depict if you were Steve Clark?
0: I'm surprised you asked that because I've been fucking bagging on about it for it <laughs> 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 uh-uh. I wanted Scott McTominay in the centre. I wanted him in, in the centre back three because he doesn't. We don't super function as well as a team when he plays in the centre of the park for whatever reason. I, I can't still can't figure out why he's unable <laughs> yeah. to kind of yeah. replicate his his club form for for Scotland in the in the centre. It's funny when uh, we we're actually speaking about that. Uh, I think it was at Monday's game, and he was saying like, yeah, it's Scotland. He it doesn't have like. He doesn't have these great players beside them that he does at uh, Manchester United. And it was, it was my mate Bierson that said that he was like, "Oh wait, he plays beside Fred. That doesn't work." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't make sense. But yeah, I always what happened the back three. Uh, so and I was I was said this before the Czech game. Uh, I wanted I wanted McGregor and I wanted Gilmore because I think we've been at our best. We, we've definitely been at our best when we've had that kind of midfield. So like the Serbia game. McGregor and Jack like two guys who can two guys who are very comfortable at keeping the ball and can can, I mean McGregor can go vertically but he could also go horizontally as well across the pitch and just give us that composure give us that kind of foothold in the game and we really lacked that against the Czechs. while we still created a lot of chances and weren't necessarily the worst team but we did seem to have a real problem kind of keeping a hold of it in the centre of the park and that was not the case at all last night because in Gilmore and to a lesser extent, McGregor, you've got two guys who are composed of the football and are happy to take it in tight spaces, manoeuvre out of it, and keep things ticking over. And so I was delighted that they two started. And I think I was uh, I was proven right in my analysis. I was wrong about I was wrong about Christie coming at this tournament. I hold my hands up, and that I don't think. Like I thought, in terms of it was it was after watching the Netherlands game, where I really thought his pressing would be very vital for us, but we didn't we didn't really have the opportunity to get. To press against the Czech Republic because they played fairly direct. And we didn't necessarily need it last night as, as well. And I th- in fact I think we were better off for having two strikers to, to occupy their defenders rather than having somebody kind of as Christy would do as a kind of more natural midfielder, kind of coming back into the midfield and almost making it a 5-4-1. So I was wrong about that. But I, I was I was right about the midfield. So one for, one for two.
1: That's not too bad. And then looking at uh, our opponents were, were you surprised by any of the changes they made you know that the, they did make changes at, uh, at full back um but kind of went with the, the same team um that, that beat Croatia were you worried about that lineup or was it just what will be will be
0: we're kind of looking at the the defence, the defensive goalkeeper especially well they, there is a mistake in there and Kind of the midfield as well wasn't entirely. It was a front three that you kind of look at on paper and you're like, Jesus, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's that's scary, that's scary. But they were rubbish. It was great, like Harry Kane, shit, like really bad.
1: (laughs) There was (laughs) there was just a few moments. There was a few moments where Kane was so deep, like I know when he does that. That is part of his game. But you, if you're his manager. You must be absolutely infuriated because he get like because he come it was so deep and and played a ball backwards and then there's nothing there was nothing in front of him uh, for that for the, the uh, I can't remember who he gave the pass to but yeah it, I I think it's a huge um a, yeah a huge plus or a huge credit to Scotland that that we that basically Foden and Kane had to be subbed because they were proven to be ineffective yeah. And Kane doesn't. Kane doesn't normally get subbed at all.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen it for as a sports fan. I've seen it quite a lot with Kane, where if he's tired or if he's like laboured at all, he becomes such a worse player. Like it's such mm. a significant drop off because I think it's due to the fact that. The, the, the best thing about Hurricane is that his finisher is out of this world, uh, and he can you know smash in from anywhere inside thirty yards from some ridiculous angles. He's got you know great football intelligence as well in, te- in terms of his his build up play and he's, he's linking with teammates. But what makes him so good is that he can do a little bit of everything. Like he's he's got a deceptive kind of wee burst. Um, he's quite strong. He's decent at holding the ball up. He, he does everything well, and obviously he scores goals tremendously. But he's still not. The, the most athletic of players and where he's just that little bit hampered within that, that little bit 5% off him that in another player, you probably wouldn't even realize, but him, it just becomes so noticeable. He just looks like he's moving so much slower and he becomes nowhere near as good or as effective when, when that happens. And I think that was certainly a, a hurricane, one of those hurricane performances last night, but I don't want to take too much away for, for our central defense. Um, Hanley, Hanley for the second, probably our best player against uh, the Czech Republic or at least one of them. Uh, and yeah, outstanding again last night. He's been our player of the tournament so far. Sean, Sean McGregor, you were, you were right, Sean.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm I don't really know what more to say. I'm just kind of just um, happy. Like it's a it's a weird thing to be happy, so happy with a a nil nil draw. And I suppose there is that element of. Um, now we're getting a lot of English people come back to us being like, oh well done you you got a draw they're like well you, yeah, off, been, you losers. Uh, well you pricks have been celebrating euro 96 and ch- just checking no you didn't win that okay right fine <laughs> um so like it is, it's a weird one but it's what it means in the context of everything else like you the, 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 to to have such a underwhelming performance on Monday to then respond with this. And you know it was nil nil. Didn't look com- it didn't it. Uh, but it looked comfortable. It was it wasn't like a nil nil where you're like oh, yes we've got a we've got a, a swag bag and we're we're uh, getting them getting the fight back up to Darlington you know to uh, and and feeling pretty good pretty good about ourselves that like we've stolen something. Like it was one of those games where you're like well if we got a goal we probably deserve it. And like likewise, yeah. England England would probably feel the same if they got a goal. They would potentially feel like they deserved it because it was one of the, it was a it it was it wasn't a battle per se, but it it was a keenly thought contest.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I think um, I think you're right with that analysis. I think I heard somebody say that. Scotland should have beaten England. I don't necessarily think that was the case. Um, I would have loved but, it
1: of the taken it, and, yeah. but and I, and I can say that I wouldn't be have I wouldn't have been on that performance, wouldn't have been surprised. But at the same time, I don't think you can. There wasn't those clear cut chances where you were like, "All right," like there aye. was potentially in, in Monday's game where you are like, "Ah, oh, we really should have buried that," and you know,
0: aye, um, yeah. I mean, had aye, had England got a late goal, it wouldn't it exactly have been like. Like I came oh, from that, nowhere. my god, yeah, that was yeah. I that was so unjust or something. Like, oh, we've battered them and somehow this has happened, kind of thing. I think a draw was a fair result. Um, and obviously, but put in the context, like yeah, like as you said, all these things they are fucking celebrating a draw. And and yeah, you're right. I mean, th- this is the this is the nation that's uh, as soon as they get to a bloody semi-final, and that's it, you get to a semi-final, and then obviously all that team are heroes. Like, you're supposed to be, you know, like, one of the favourites going in every tournament. Like, like, Italy and Germany are, are, like, so delighted to go out in semi-finals. Talk about loser mentality. I mean, Jesus. But uh, talking about us, like, we have to, the context for us, and uh, England fans probably just don't really get it because they've moved on. Like, we're not really <laughs> their biggest, we're not their biggest rivals anymore. They've they've been dining at the top. They're, this is not an England team that misses international tournament. I know they did it in 2008, but. Very, very rarely misses international tournaments. Usually wins their, their qualification campaign at an absolute canter. Goes into every tournament as one of the favourites. Like, they are their rivals though, are, are teams like Germany and, and France and the ones that they want to knock off. They, they don't look at us really as they did like in the probably 70s, probably even 80s and 90s as well. We're, we're not the same to them as, as we used to be. It's kind of like Manchester United, and Manchester City before Manchester City got the, all the money in the world. Um,
1: Aye, it was... But but it's, it's uh, still, it, it means but something, they're still but... Our
0: biggest, that's like, they're still our biggest rivals, and we've had nothing against them, basically nothing against them, in 30-odd years, because every other time we've had a moment against them, it's been a, like, yeah, but... like, So we beat them at Wembley, 1-0. Yeah, but we lost the first leg 2-0, so we'll go out anyway. We we'll scored two free-kick goals in the last five minutes of a game. Yeah, but we don't hold on for the victory. Uh, we we play a brilliant game at a friendly at Wembley. Uh, go take the lead twice, yeah, but we get beat three-two. Like this, this, always happens. This always happens. And finally, well, it's not. It might not be if we. It might. It might be another one of those kind of long line if we if we don't win on Monday. But sorry, on Tuesday. But if we do win on Tuesday, then this is finally. This is finally a Scotland England moment where there is no yeah, but. It's just like we played well. We got a draw. We had something to celebrate. And it would have been, ah oh, it would have been absolutely tremendous if we'd somehow found the winner last night. I think I, I would have I, might have, I probably would have just burst out crying, to be
1: honest. <laughs> yeah, it It And it, it, what I've I've come to discover over these two ninety-minute games is that watching Scotland at tournament football is so fucking tense. Like I find myself just old, like just slowly tensing up as, as, as a, like the opposition enters our half and it's,
0: uh, a, it's an uncomfortable experience
1: yeah yeah and no, that's like
0: the, why do we do i was actually saying this last night like, why do we do this this is horrible <laughs> <laughs> why do we do this to ourselves
1: but that's the, but i think as the point i was making on on monday's podcast with tom is that it's because it's so unfamiliar for us we need to get we need to be in a position where we are regularly qualifying for stuff and so like it doesn't feel so monumental like that's like you know that we need we like and I think that was that's for me the thing that I take from last night's game is the the biggest thing is uh, and what I said at the start is it's now in our hands like we now like it's like and I and I really think that this squad seems to have got rid of the the mentality which I don't which the fans still are still carrying of being oh well it's Scotland or oh we're plucky you know but we're, we're unlucky you know that sort of thing um, Steve Clark doesn't seem to uh, buy into any of that bullshit, if, that, if that's the best way of putting it. And like, I think that as a set of players that I would want to be in charge of their own destiny, I'm very happy that it's this squad and some of the people involved more so than because uh, I just don't, I just don't want to uh, Euro 2020 to add to the list of like you know, oh, very like, Euro 96. Oh, if if you know if Clive hadn't uh, Meg Seaman and then we'd, we'd have been through or you know, you know 78 and stuff like I'm kind of fed up with that like I think if we want to like I, we've got to start telling new stories about this national team and I I feel that with Steve Clark, we've got a man who can do that.
0: Yeah we need um, I think as well for the World Cup qualification campaign I think we need to I think we need to beat Croatia and advance to the knockout stages if we're going to qualify for the for the World Cup because we need to have the players just need to have that kind of I know they are kind of confident bunch but you still need to kind of experience that I think to then kind of seek it, it into your psyche and then that could kind of be the default that be the minimum right we and we can do this and to have enough spirit about you as a collective to think right no we're actually a really good side and we belong in international tournaments and and we're going to get there if we if we draw or lose on tuesday i can't see us kind of it could be another depressing to say it could be another uh, few years in the the wilderness again if, if we don't do that but it's certainly there's certainly a lot of hope for the for the future in terms of like I Billy Gilmore, like Jesus, it was in twenty just a couple of days ago. Uh, Whether it's Scotland caps, he's going to win when it's all said and done. I'm going for about hundred twenty. <laughs> he's got, he's got an old man's game as well. He can play that as long as he doesn't suffer any major injury or his career doesn't fall off a cliff. He can play that role until he's like his mid thirties, like just so co- the ball. Uh, and yeah, but. I do still think, yeah. Maybe we said a few years in the wilderness, maybe a, a bit strong, we, But we still need to get. There still needs a. There's still a line that we still need to cross, and I think we will cross that with a victory on Tuesday. And if we do that, I will. I'll be fully confident that we're going to the World Cup in Qatar as well.
1: That, that's bold. I'm. I'm not entirely convinced we'll do that. But I think that. You, <laughs> I think that, that. That. The Euros should be a bare minimum every four years type thing. I think that. I think that's realistic for us, given the amount of teams that are in UEFA and. Uh, they amount of teams that make it to a tournament. But um, I was thinking about this
0: yesterday. Like twenty four, like twenty four teams
1: are stupid. Like the fucking some place like it's daft. Um, I do I think it's adding it, a bit of intrigue. I think. No, I'm, just, I'm, make it,
0: just make it thirty two.
1: I mean, again, I, I I said it the other day. I'd I'd go all I'd go all out and do the Miguel in it and have everyone invited, and then they're just like group stage and then you like there's a bo- there's a bowl and a plate with tournaments and then you you or whatever like right, but um why not but yeah no nah, I think that there's I think there's a lot to be said. I think that uh, I think crucially we still we haven't scored yet and I think that's gonna that is I've heard, I've heard Duncan that to win football games you need to score goals. Yes. Yeah well, I mean I think to get out of this group we definitely need to score at least one. Um, and so it does that. I don't think it's become a thing yet but I think it I think it could creep in given that you know, it was uh yeah how how we ha- we didn't score that many you know, in the lead up um but we know we're capable of it um so yeah why not let's like I, th- I, th- I think tuesday's going to be nervous very very nervous that's like I'm already slightly dreading it but also really looking, <laughs> yeah. but also really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I'm shit myself a bit already. Yeah,
1: but it's good. It'd like, be incredible.
0: It, it'd be incredible if we do it. If we, if we managed to do it, get to for first time ever. Like I actually thought that going to this tournament, I thought it would just be like it, it's a strong narrative. Uh, you know, I always, I always look for the narratives, even when the, it's, it's usually politics and football. Football can be so random at times. Um, but I thought, I thought it just could have played it the kind of strong narrative that we get to our first tournament. We wait so long to get to a tournament. And then when we finally do it, we do what we've never done before and is an advanced the group stages. However, I don't want to be overly confident because I was confident. I don't think there's uh, any
1: danger of that. (laughs) I
0: I was confident on Monday and then we were uh, fairly pissed and got beat. And then I was not confident at all yesterday and we got a draw. And so I'm going to say, yeah, Croatia 5 0. (laughs) 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 Reverse jinx.
1: Well, I think yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Just um, I, th- I think um, I might be watching from behind the sofa. I don't. I, people say that I, I, I can't watch behind my sofa because it's against the wall. But yeah, it's that um, you know, it's that sort of thing. Like I think it's not going to be an easy watch. But if 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 we score, I think it's just going to go mental. Like I think yes. and and I really like I don't know Hamden was really loud to begin with on Monday. But again, it's always it's always more difficult when it's an afternoon uh, kickoff. So fingers crossed that um, there's well um, that the Tartan Army have taken in all their fluids and are in full voice come come Tuesday night. Um, is is there anything else uh, you want to add about uh, last night's game, or are we just uh, slightly just happy to to lie back and, and smile a little bit?
0: I think we've covered everybody if we're not like going through the side try to think uh you get kind a of, one final point um Richard and Tierney coming back at the side I think
1: I was colossus. on the colossus yeah
0: I was on the, the Scotsman uh live cast earlier in the day and like kind of asking about should Tierney be rushed back and I was kind of saying it depends like we don't know the extent of the injury and how likely it could be um like how likely it could reoccur uh, if he can aggravate it at all then I was saying because it's England because we're likely to sit in for for a long periods so we don't maybe necessarily need to in as much as we might do on, on Tuesday so we could could rest him if that's the case but I think what I underestimated was the kind of composure that he brought to the back line. Mm-hmm. and just that assuredness I think rubbed off on the other two guys as well and so he didn't he didn't have many opportunities to do his rampage and runs forward. He done it a couple of times, but not not too often, um, as I think we were kind of expected anyway. But just even though he's not an out and out set and a half, just the just either just general ability, like he, he, like he didn't do an awful lot going forward, but uh, defensively he did put a foot wrong all game. And die. like I say that just having that calmness beside you, I think, just helped everybody else in the back line.
1: Yeah. So Tuesday night, it's the big game. I'm a, I'm with Pat and Evan. Let's sit sit on looking Modric and batter them. Here we go. Yes. But uh, Craig, thank you for your time. I'm going to let you... Uh, by the way, uh, listeners, what you don't know is that uh, Craig's had to record this on his phone, but also uh, is still has a, a saltire on his cheek, uh, which is also rubbed off on the, the white of the collar of the Scotland shirt. Uh, and uh, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which I've just pointed out to him, uh, and that has amused me greatly. And it's also been quite difficult to take him seriously as he turns towards <laughs> the camera, and all I see is a, a massive fucking saltire. But uh, thank you very much, Stephen, for for listening. Thank you, Craig, for getting out your bed uh, slightly hungover. And uh, th- yeah, we are, uh, what 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 other to say than come on, Scotland,
0: come on, Scotland.